Hey friends, welcome back to this week's episode of Fit Friends Happy Hour. I'm your non-diet dietitian, trainer, and host Katie, and this is episode 305. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that many people can relate to, why we can't stop eating. For many of us, food can bring comfort, it can bring pleasure, it can bring enjoyment, fun, and it's a natural and quite necessary part of our lives. But for some, food can become an obsession that leads to overeating and really just this difficulty to stop and often leading to binging in some cases. In this episode, we're going to explore some of the reasons why we can't stop eating and offer some strategies to help you find your comfortable fullness. Welcome to Fit Friends Happy Hour, a podcast about all things nutrition, fitness, and life in your 20s and 30s, all from a non-diet lens. I'm your host, Katie Hake, and I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist and certified personal trainer. Join me here every week as I talk with interesting people and experts from all walks of life about their relationship with food and their bodies. I'll also share my experience working with clients in my private practice to help women find food freedom and body confidence. I'm on a mission to help you stop quantifying and start living. Learn to stop measuring your success by the scale and find your fears. Let's start with the biological factors. Our bodies are designed to seek food out when we're hungry and to stop eating when we're full. That is science, that is biology. However, there are hormonal imbalances, genetic factors, and even metabolic disorders that can all contribute to a person's inability to stop eating. And if you're struggling with overeating, of course, you know, I want to put a full disclaimer, this is not for medical advice. So definitely it's worth talking to your doctor, more specifically a registered dietitian who could rule out any underlying medical conditions that might be affecting your appetite. Some medications, for example, like Lexapro or prednisone can actually increase your appetite. So if you are on a medication and you really have this insatiable hunger, that there could definitely be a factor in that. Conditions like hypothyroidism or polycystic ovary syndrome, we've talked about PCOS here on the show many times, that can also affect those hormone levels and contribute to overeating. Next, there's the psychological factors that contribute. For many people, overeating is tied to emotional triggers such as stress, boredom, anxiety, depression. We know that food can provide this temporary relief from those uncomfortable feelings, but it can also lead to the cycle of emotional eating or whatever you want to label it as. The point is when we feel that emotional distress, our brain actually releases neurotransmitters like dopamine that can temporarily make us feel better. Food can also trigger the release of dopamine, which can reinforce some of those emotional eating behaviors. Now, again, that's not to say food is addictive. I know I'm going to get that question. We've done podcast episodes on that before, but if you have questions, please, please, please join our private community and ask those. And I'm happy to dive deeper into that topic, share some research studies with you to debunk that myth that food is addictive because that's just not true. Using food to cope, however, is normal, but when it's our only coping mechanism, that's when it becomes a problem. The third reason, and this is a big one, 
You may have developed unhealthy beliefs and attitudes towards foods, such as labeling certain foods as good or bad or feeling guilt or shame towards eating certain types of foods. In the Reboot Bootcamp, which is our nutrition coaching program, we talk about this diet pendulum. And so if you imagine a pendulum or if you think back when you were a child and you had that little thing where the marbles, you pull it to one side. And what happens when you pull it to one end and you let go, it's going to swing to the other side with equal force. And so if we think about that left side of the pendulum, it's restrictive. It's where we have a lot of rigidity, a lot of rules around food. And maybe this is physical restriction, right? Like actually not letting yourself eat the food, but there's also mental restriction where you feel guilty or you feel like you should or shouldn't, right? There's all those black and white thinking. And we can only hang out on that side of the pendulum for so long where it's restrictive and it's strict and you know, you're you're hanging on by a thread, right? You're powering through hunger until something life happens. We swing to the other end of the spectrum, right? Which often feels like often feels like that chaotic eating, right? We're raging, we're ravenous. It also feels regretful, right? It, it doesn't feel good. And so neither one of those sides of the spectrum or that diet, you can think of it as a cycle or a pendulum, however your brain works, neither of those ends feel good. And so when we're in this black and white, it's kind of sticky gray area. It's really hard to separate the physical, what you're feeling physically, right? Whether that's the fullness, it's hard to recognize that and separate that from the mental in the space. And so what we do in the Reboot Bootcamp is really help help you to live in the gray, to understand what does the gray look like? How do I get away from that black and white thinking, that all or nothing, and learn to live in the middle? Because the reality is life is the middle, right? We don't We don't want to be those highs and lows all the time. And lastly, our environment can play such a crucial role in our eating habits the availability, the access to food, cultural norms around eating, social pressure to eat certain foods or in certain ways, those can all influence our food choices. For example, if play food, we say play food, we don't like to say junk food around here, but if play food or energy dense foods, think high calorie, but not a lot of nutrients or staying powder, if those foods, right, like chips, cookies, cakes, things like that, those are readily available and more nutrient dense foods like you know, whole fruits and vegetables, whole grains, if those items are scarce, it can of course be really challenging to make healthy choices. I think of like an office setting. I used to work in an office and we had so many snacks and they were just there all the time. And so, you know, it was much easier, the accessibility to grab one of those processed food. And again, those aren't, aren't bad foods. They're just, you know, more energy dense. If those were you know, easily to grab versus if I forgot to pack a snack and would have to actually walk downstairs, go to the cafeteria, like that makes it challenging. So how can we manage overeating? I want to give you five strategies that we teach in the Reboot Bootcamp. And the first strategy is to identify triggers. Try to pinpoint the situations or even the emotions that lead to overeating. Try to come from this place of curiosity versus judgment. Judgment keeps us stuck. It keeps us in shame. Whereas curiosity allows us to really expand our thinking, to think clearly, to remain neutral, and more importantly, to take action. You might even keep a food diary or to track your eating patterns or identify any patterns or or triggers. 
we use an app with our clients that actually hides the calories and the numbers, but you could easily use a pen and paper, or I'm a big fan of iPhone users on your notes pad because it's always with you. It's just right there. The second strategy is to be aware of your hunger cues. And I know that sounds so obvious, but ask yourself, how often are you actually paying attention to your body's hunger and fullness signals? Can you eat slowly, really savor each bite and stop eating when you feel satisfied? Now, full disclaimer here, this takes practice, 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 lots of practice. And it might be more accessible to pay attention, to be aware of these hunger cues at sometimes, you know, sometimes may be more accessible than others. For example, you may find it easier to start with dinner versus breakfast because you're always rushing out the door. So take away that pressure of having to check in every single meal and start with just one meal. Start with just one time of day where you're really going to be intentional. We use the hunger scale with our clients and we also teach teach them how to do a body scan, which has been really helpful to just bring back that awareness, bring back that mindfulness, even the during the craziest days. The third strategy I want to share with you is to eat when you're hungry. Again, this sounds obvious, but how often, ask yourself, how often are you powering through? Because if you're still working to identify and recognize, you might just start by eating consistently. So most you know, the average human needs to eat every three to four hours or so and eating enough throughout the day, that's going to make it easier. If you can eat enough throughout the day and follow somewhat of that structure, that's going to make it a little bit easier for you to actually recognize those hunger cues. If you aren't eating consistently, then it's really hard to stop eating once you're full because your body doesn't trust that you'll actually eat the next time that you're hungry. You'll continue on that pendulum or that cycle, and it's likely that you'll still feel the urge to continue eating, even if you feel comfortably full. Diet culture makes us believe and feel that we have to eat at certain times, which can also make it hard to leave food behind because you don't trust yourself when you're actually allowed to eat again. The fourth strategy I want to share with you today is allow yourself permission to eat what you actually want because feeling full and feeling done, those are not the same. We have to have to think about the satisfaction piece. Otherwise, you mentally won't be able to stop thinking about food and there's still going to be an urge to eat. And last, I want you to shift your mindset. Instead of trying to you know, fix yourself or force yourself to stop eating when full, like instead of putting that pressure to have that willpower, can you just think about how can I just continue to build trust with my body? How can I start to honor my hunger cues and give myself more permission to eat? Because when you do this, when you really get in tune with your body and you shift that mindset, there's no force. There's no control or portion. You know, I hate, drives me crazy when people say portion control because you don't need portion control. Your body is the best, you know, internal calorie calculator, if you will, because when you can listen to it, it's going to tell you what you need. So what does fullness even feel like? Remember, again, fullness is not just being hungry. It's not the same as satisfaction. It's a spectrum. So just because you're not hungry doesn't mean you're full. If you still don't feel fully satisfied or you find yourself getting hungry soon, like an hour or two after eating, or if you just end up grazing throughout the day or the evening, you might not be letting yourself actually eat to the point of true fullness. If you find yourself saying things like, I should stop eating now, or I shouldn't still be hungry, that again is a sign that you might still have some work to do on that sneaky diet mentality brain and the rules and the restriction and all those things that come along with it. But when it comes to that actual feeling of fullness, 
if you are having a difficult time identifying it, just know that you're not alone. I want you to feel encouraged that this is really common with clients that I see for the first time. It's really hard for them to describe what fullness feels like. So I want to give you a little tip. You know, it could be feeling heavier. It could feel like weight in the belly. It could feel, you know, some bloating or distension. It could even be just this feeling that's hard to describe of just, nope, I'm done. You know, I just don't really want any more food. Because you can feel full from a giant bowl of broccoli or carrot sticks or celery, but are you satisfied? Chances are you're not, and you're going to continue to search for foods that give you that satisfied feeling, regardless of how full your stomach is. I had this client who she always craved dessert after dinner and felt like she always, like, just always, always, always had to have something sweet. And through our sessions, what we learned is that she was really restricting sweets during the day and outside of this certain window, which led her to just graze all day. And she was never actually sitting down to eat a meal until dinner. So by the time that window came around, it was like, okay, got to have the sweets. And so what we did is we focused on removing the food rules, eating consistently. And after just a few weeks, she was actually leaving sweets on the counter that went stale. Like she would bake brownies or cookies or, you know, people would give her things and they would just get left out and she'd end up having to toss them because she just realized I just don't actually want them or I just forgot that they were there. Overeating can be complex. It can be challenging, but with the right strategies and support, I want you to know that it's possible for you too to regain control of your eating habits. So understand that there's a lot of factors that contribute to it. So today I want you to just give yourself grace be kind, be compassionate to yourself and recognize that it's a journey and every eating experience is an opportunity for you to learn more about your body, to build trust with your body and to become closer to your non-diet goals. That's it for today's episode of Fit Friends Happy Hour. Thanks so much for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review and let us know your takeaway from today's episode. And if you're looking for more support, Go to katiehake.com forward slash schedule to schedule a free strategy call where we'll talk more about you and your relationship with food and how we can help you on your non-diet journey. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fit Friends Happy Hour. If you liked this episode, don't forget to share it with a friend. You can subscribe or follow wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at Fit Friends Happy Hour. Talk to you next time.